Welcome to day eight of 29 and a half day potential. The 29 and a half refers to a complete lunar cycle. I'm working to create a habit, creating a website. My timeline has been reduced to 21 days to begin selling a pajama and loungewear clothing line. If you've been following along with me for the past few days, you already know the purpose of this podcast is dedicated to help you become your ideal self and hopefully discover who you are and why you do what you do. And also possibly come to terms with why you aren't doing the things you really want to do. I fully recognize this podcast I'm doing is for me. As far as I see it, I have an imaginary audience. And through this process, I'm certainly discovering my core values and maybe inspire you to do the same. Hopefully, you can find the courage to become the person you truly want to become through self-awareness and discover your best self so that you will be that person. Perhaps my audience is an audience of one. That audience is me. So from now on, when I say you, I'm really talking to myself. This podcast is sponsored by PajamaSwag.com, the loungewear website I'm in the process of launching. After yesterday, I was thinking about choices a lot. I've been on this big Bob Proctor kick of late, and in one of the videos I was watching recently, he said, I am responsible for my life, for my feelings, for my growth, and every result I get. And that comment reminded me of a book I read in 2019. Uh, One of the most impactful books I've ever read is one Darren Hardy wrote called The Compound Effect. I want to go back and read it again. It talks about the consistency of having good habits in your life. He gives a couple of formulas for success throughout the book. Uh, The first idea he, he gave about change Uh, being small, smart choices plus consistency over time, you'll see a radical difference in your behavior and in your results, which requires a lot of repetition and execution, which we already talked about a couple of days ago. The reality is that even one small change can have a significant impact. That change will cause an unexpected and unintended ripple effect into many other aspects of your life. The compound effect is the small little things that you do day in and day out and slightly tweaking your habits over time. It produces these massive rewards. In the second chapter of the book, he talks about choices. Every decision, no matter how small, will change the trajectory of your life, whether or not you go to college, your relationships, indulging in gossip, to make one more call or not, to say I love you or not. Every choice has an impact in your life, and the result of all those choices you've made in the past is what you have today. One of the things I really like about this idea is that not making any choice is also a choice. Sitting on your hands is a choice. That is a less productive path, of course. The biggest challenge isn't that we make bad choices. It's that Most of us are simply sleepwalking through our choices. The choices we make, we have no idea we're making them. Day after day, it's almost like a programmed response. 
Somewhere in the book, he quotes a Harvard PhD that did analysis saying 95% of the choices a person makes throughout the day are completely habit-based. We are doing them completely out of habit. The choices we make are completely subconscious, whether you're putting on your turn signal or you walk by the refrigerator at a certain time of day and you feel the urge to grab something you feel like you maybe shouldn't. Our habits make it so these things are just naturally happening. As you figure out what those things are, you can begin to take control of those habits. The other idea this bleeds into is taking responsibility for everything. And I can't remember if I got this idea from the compound effect or if it came from Matthew Ferry's book. I actually think it came from Matthew Ferry's book, Creating Cells Velocity. The idea of taking 100% responsibility is such an important thing. If there's just one thing that you can take away from what I'm saying, it should be stated simply, it's your responsibility and that's it. When thinking of your successes and failures, always point the fingers to yourself. Otherwise, you come into this mindset of being a victim. The shame and blame game that we see in most of these TV dramas and movies, portraying it as always someone else's fault and you got to go try to fix them. The idea of being lucky, for example. I've recently been having this discussion about luck with a good friend over the last few months. He says there's no such thing as luck. I believe him. Everything happens for a reason. We have nothing to do with luck. The way most people think of luck has to do with the roulette table or a lottery ticket. Look, 80% of millionaires in the United States are first-generation millionaires. The other 20%, I suppose you can call that luck. However, I really like the quote by Seneca, Rome's leading philosopher at the time of Christ. Um, this man wrote eight letters that we know of to the Apostle Paul, and Paul wrote six letters back to Seneca. Hopefully, that gives you a small idea of who Seneca was. Seneca's famous quote about luck is, Luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. The great fictional character Harvey Dent, before he became Two-Face, would flip his two-headed coin for the appearance that he was using the coin to make a decision, but only he knew the coin would always come up heads. He had made the decision before he even flipped the coin. He would say, I make my own luck. Who knows, maybe making up your mind and making decisions might be what I talk about tomorrow. I found a clever skit on YouTube from Funny or Die about everything being Samuel Jackson's fault. There's more to the video than what I'm going to play. It has a fair amount of bad language in it, and I have done my best to edit it out. The skits leading up to the scene are simply random people running into Samuel Jackson and blaming him for everything that goes on in their life. To set the stage, Mr. L. Jackson is walking into a convenience store to buy a pack of gum and gets attacked first by the cashier, then everyone around the store notices him and decides to let him really have it since he's the superstar actor and role model. Everything is clearly his fault. Here goes the clip. It's 
dollars. Oh hey, Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Please, don't start telling me about how my movies have screwed up your kids, okay? No, actually, I was gonna say you were great and unbreakable. Hey, my man, thank yeah. you. <laughs> Too bad my kid's a supervillain that commits heinous crimes for his own sick amusement. My son was attacked by a shark because he saw you in deep blue sea. How's that even my fault? My son is a 22-year-old overweight nerd living in my basement because you decided to do Star Wars. Yeah. And my son has a severe peanut allergy because of you. My nickname's Gator and I smoke crack. Because of jungle fever? No, I never saw it. I just like crack. What? There he is. Hey, hey, you stalking me. I have a son who's in prison because you were in Shawshank Redemption. That wasn't even me. That was Morgan Freeman. Well, f you anyway. I got a kid who's an insomniac because you never sleep in your movies. My three-year-old saw you and Django Unchained. And now she can't stop saying the N-word. You let your kid watch Django? Okay, everybody, listen. I know I play some bad dudes in movies, okay? But if my picture's on the poster, maybe your kid shouldn't watch it. Don't you people read the descriptions of these movies before you show them to your kids, huh? Um, Look at the ratings. The ratings? That's your responsibility, not mine. Thank you very much. Get some help for that crack problem, man. Oh, yeah. I think that's pretty clever. No matter what happens to you personally, whether it's good or bad, it's 100% Samuel L. Jackson's fault. And it, just be warned, if you go find the actual clip, yes, it's funny, but it does have a fair amount of inappropriate language in it. You could take some responsibility, of course. The idea of you taking 100% responsibility for every single thing that happens to you forces you to always look to improve because the thing that you're asking yourself what could I have done different so that wouldn't have happened to me in the first place? If you don't like this idea of taking complete responsibility, you can always find ways to blame whatever happened on anything or anyone but yourself. Eventually, this idea leads my mind to the law of sacrifice. Bob Proctor teaches these ideas better than anyone. When we were little, I was taught that the idea of sacrifice was giving up something that was valuable to me. Important people were able to make these great sacrifices and that is what made them great. But average people like me, I just wasn't able to do that. The law of sacrifice is all about bringing more good into your life, giving up something of a lower nature to receive something of a higher nature. You move something out of your life to make room for something you want that is better. You have to give up the thing of the lower nature first before you receive the higher nature that you want. This is playing into the fear versus faith idea, it, and it doesn't happen overnight. I'm right in the middle of this law of sacrifice with my career. Uh, I left corporate America last year around this same time, and it is hands down been one of the hardest choices I've ever made. I jumped ship right before COVID-19 became a really big deal. Didn't know what was going to happen clearly. And even though last year was difficult for me and my family financially, I have never been happier knowing the track I'm on. In light of taking responsibility for everything, those who know me well know I essentially have three professions. I have been a Medicare advocate for 10 years and I'm licensed in all 50 states. I've easily consulted with over 15,000 Medicare beneficiaries and have managed over 50 employees at one point towards the end of that run.
During that time, I also became a real estate broker and have personally negotiated nearly 150 contracts. And finally, yes, as you guys already know, I'm, I'm also a graphic designer. Pajama swag is, is, that's a dream. That's a thing that I've really wanted to do. I trademarked that and I have that trademark on a line of clothing and forcing myself to get this thing going over the next three weeks. Today, I exported all the hoodies to a database uh, to put into my website. It's in a spreadsheet now. Uh, this is the first major challenge I'm running into because I have to figure out how to make that work. I've got to get that on a website so that it'll come up with the different hoodies and the illustrations. But the artwork, I've scheduled a meeting with a friend in Seattle to help me complete this website. All being said, for the levels of success I've achieved, I still feel like, for me, it's only the tip of the iceberg. And I wonder how many people feel the same way. These are all the professional areas of my life where I'm striving for higher levels of success. Of course, I have more personal goals for my family, my social groups. Plus, I work hard to complete 10 to 20 minutes of exercise and stretching six of the seven days every week, nearly every morning. And that helps me tremendously with focusing on all the tasks I am requiring of myself to do. Whether it's professionally, maybe it's with your physical health, or you want to get a better grasp on your finances, your relationships, and social interactions. There is this kind of feeling of being fenced in. And you have this feeling that there are limitations and that you're not going to be able to break through those limitations. Those choices are what will allow you to break through those limitations. And yes, it is 100% your responsibility to make that happen. That's it for today. Hopefully, we'll see you tomorrow.